Once the top assembly is complete, a counterweight is then added to the counter jib, which normally consists of several concrete slabs. The counterweight helps to balance the load when the crane is performing a lift, effectively reducing the bending moment, or torque, that must be carried by the mast. That, my beautiful listeners, is a short snippet of how tower cranes work. It is available on YouTube from the Art of Engineering channel. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 98 of Exactly Enough Time. This podcast is about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity, happy colors, and connection. I am a storyteller and I love to interview interesting people who share insights and solutions. Together, we talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. (laughs) Okay, in case you didn't know, when it comes to building skyscrapers, there's no piece of construction equipment more essential than the tower cranes. These heavy lifting machines dominate city skylines. And here's some trivia for you. There are more than 100,000 tower cranes that can be found in operation around the world at any given time. But before you go away, my podcast is not a lesson in construction or engineering, gratefully. Today, I am so tickled to have back on the show with me my dear friend, Wendy Smedley, who is going to drop some serious insight and wisdom. Wendy is navigating some pretty heavy circumstances in her life, and she has been for a while. But she sparked this episode recently when she talked to me about the tower cranes she sees every day near her downtown Salt Lake City home. I'm going to keep my introduction short, except to say that we spend the first several minutes catching up on all of the good and amazing things Wendy has been and is working on, and then we shift to the topic of heavy lifting. Here, for your listening enjoyment, is my brilliant and yet incredibly humble friend, Wendy. Okay, you guys, this is how I know I'm living right, because I have Wendy Smedley back on the podcast with me, and I'm just hoping that this can be kind of an annual thing. Yes, yes, please. (laughs) And Wendy, here's the thing. We cannot assume that everyone knows and adores you like I do, or just because I do. So for for those you know new listeners that maybe didn't hear our conversation last time, will you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, your family, where you live, what you do. Okay. Tell us whatever you want, except tell us, I do want to hear about a pandemic perk in your life. Wait, and I have oh. one more question. Okay. I'm, I'm known for super long questions. Hold on, here we go. <laughs> I also really want to know, 
what you want for Christmas. <gasps> okay, okay. Can you do all of that? I'll be quiet and you talk. No, no, this is, this is a back and forth and how fun. And Stacey, let me just congratulate you on continuing to put your voice and your work and your words out in the world. So oh. let me just celebrate your efforts and your community. And I think it's such a wonderful thing. Um, oh, and so I'm, thank I, you. I, I, I think it was 1998, Stacy, when you and I, this was a random thing, but we were somehow at Barb Tanner's house with Lisa oh. Bernson and Becky Higgins. And we were scrapbooking. Yes. And this was right at the beginning of creating keepsakes. And uh -huh. you were involved and we met. And or we met at Paper Hearts or something. Yeah, we met at Paper Hearts before that. Yes. But I do remember that work party. Yes. And I remember yeah. you. This was our big, I thought about this the other day. I don't remember this. But we, while we were at Barb Tanner's house, our big moment of creativity was to get an actual, like, I feel like Becky Higgins got an actual twig and use that on her <laughs> scrapbook page. Like, this is back when things were super flat. Yes. Remember? I used... Yes, I used tin foil. Yes, which was foil. also pretty risky. I yes. made like a like a like a cookie sheet out of a little piece of tin foil from Barb's yes. kitchen. I yes. still have that page, of course. Yes. And yes. this was like so what I'm saying is I'm painting a picture that everyone that's listening can understand that this is back in the day when we were so craving creativity and yes. and, and and tools and people and resources to tell and our stories. Pattern paper. There was no pattern paper. Just Carson paper with Remember funky, that funky borders. Yes. We would use clip art. So, uh, so Stacy is the one that um, really, really was always a champion of me. And Stacy, you were moving to Lewis, Lewiston. Mm-hmm. And you could you you turned down a project and you recommended me and that really kind of propelled <laughs> me. But Stacy said no to Macmillan Publishing. They oh. wanted to do the complete idiot's guide to scrapbooking, and she recommended me. And so I That's got to true. Do it. <laughs> yes. So that so so introduce yourself. You are okay. Wendy Smedley, among other things, author of the complete oh. idiot guide to scrapbooking. Yes, in the late nineties. Oh, and so I love it. <laughs> I have been in the scrapbooking and, and sort of story space my whole professional life, and I've known mm -hmm. Stacey for years, and I love the opportunity to invite people to understand and share and document their story. And currently, mm -hmm. I am on my fifth year at the Family History Department, which um, FamilySearch.org, and so we're a really large nonprofit genealogical organization where we provide millions of searchable records from all over the world. So people who want to document their family tree can mm -hmm. find um, the, the vital records that prove that these people lived. And so mm -hmm. I get to stand as a witness of people having experiences of discovering their families in these amazing records. And there's hundreds of people behind the scenes at Family Search and thousands and thousands of people using it. And it's mm -hmm. such an awesome opportunity. So I get to also talk about the, the connections that sharing our story brings to us. And, and I love that. So, and that's okay. And I have five, I have five grown kids. Um, I live yes, in a do. condo downtown Salt Lake. I have a little teeny office and it's painted pink. I mean, <laughs> life is so great. I'm looking out my window and I see the, oh. the, the state capitol. So I have things pretty good. I love I love what I do. And I'm so oh. excited to be here. And the pandemic perk yes. is 
even though I am working remotely because of what happened um, and our typical sort of, I don't know what I would say, guidelines or restrictions. Um, one of the opportunities that I had at Family Search was to start doing some um, live streaming on yes. our social media channels. And Stacy was one of our guests. Uh -huh. And so I've had about 76 or 77 <gasps> interviews. And I just interviewed Dave, I say, from StoryCorps. Oh, and no way. Yes. And so that is a pandemic perk. A pandemic that perk. Is, and what's funny is because of you, Stacy, I had a microphone. And so <laughs> kind of like at Family Search, I was like, I want a microphone. And I don't mean an actual microphone, but I wanted a microphone. And they said yes, because things were upended and our normal processes were gone. Yes. And, and I'm still doing it and we'll see how long it will go. But I'll tell you what I want for Christmas. And I, I have decided for me, words words are are like my balm they're soothing and so i want my kids to share words with me about anything they want to some of my kids write poetry some of them create sing music. songs yeah. yes yes and so i want words and oh my um, goodness that is something i've newly discovered in this this phase of life is how much i love i've always loved reading but uh -huh. um like words, poetry, things, things like that. Is that all from the first? Did I answer all the questions? Yes. I think you, I think you did it. And I yes. knew you would because you're brilliant. And I love, see, I knew if I asked you what you wanted for Christmas, I could get a really good idea for me. <laughs> but, but that is so true, right? Yes. It's, words are powerful. Words are soothing words. I mean, that's, we wouldn't have connection if we didn't have language right. and words and, right. yes. and you are such a word person. And I've known that for so long. Okay. And actually that leads me because then that you are an avid reader yes. and um, you have, you have recommended to me so many good books over oh, the years. So I'm just curious, that. like, oh, have you read, do you have a book you could recommend to listeners? Anything recently that you've read or well, not recently? Um, okay. First of all, um, I, I am in the space of kind of this like second act, if you will, of life in my early fifties with my youngest now being 20. Right. Um, and so David Brooks wrote, and I'm looking at it, um, the second mountain, and it talks all about kind of like these stages in our life when we have these opportunities to kind of change or evolve or grow. So that oh, yeah. one's really good. I also okay. am currently reading, um, it didn't start with you and it's about kind of intergenerational trauma, um, how wow. inherited family trauma shapes who we are and how to end the cycle. So this is a brave read. Anyone um, who's interested in kind of looking backward in a mm -hmm. way that helps them go forward, I would recommend that. And then um, I've also been reading um, Billy Collins is a very accessible poet. And okay. so anything by Billy Collins. And the thing with poetry is it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to understand it. It just can be transformative when you experience the words. So you just, wow. Yeah. It, 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 like if you let go of the need to understand, it's much more enjoyable. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's great. Well, and you know, as you're, as you're saying that in my mind, I came home after serving a mission for our church in Germany, came home, went back to the university, took 
a really high level German class. <clears throat> and of course it was way above my <laughs> pay grade. <laughs> and, but I experienced that. Like we would, we would read this German poetry mm -hmm. and, you know, and people would share things and I wouldn't get it. But even without getting it, I sensed that it was beautiful and that it was, you know, that it had all of these layers. Yes. Layers of meaning. So once again, Wendy just like, yes, says it exactly right. And I told you guys, she has so many good recommendations always. So oh, that's so kind. I love and you. I love, I love sharing. And you know what, Stacey, I have to tell you this. You also have recommended so many things to me over the years. And you were the first to introduce me to Seth Godin. And I oh, have, I love Seth. Like the purple cow book because I have the spot <laughs> in my teeny condo that has like rainbow books. And uh -huh. I, was, I found that at a used bookstore and I'm like, oh, Seth Godin, this is something Stacey introduced <laughs> me to. And so way to go you, right back at you. Okay, well, I can top that because <laughs> this is going to be really fun. Uh, even if nobody listens, I'm going to re-listen to this episode and love it, okay? But um, so speaking of Seth Godin, you messaged me one day. This was back when... We, it just probably was email. I don't, it was, yeah, it was way pre text message, but you emailed me and you said, Stacy, go to <laughs> Seth's blog because he's writing a book called tribes. Yes. And if you send him your picture, you can be in his tribe. So kids, you not. Thank you, Wendy Smedley. My picture is on the inside yes. cover. If you take the cover off the book tribes, there's a bunch of little headshots <laughs> and I'm in there. And that's because of Wendy. Okay, we, we should both That's take a really awesome. deep breath. <laughs> yes, this oh, is a deep breath. And I can't say the name of the Russian um, guy that talks about creativity, but you can pronounce his name. Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. He's Hungarian. Yes. yes. That's yes. another shared one. Yes. yes. I love that you can pronounce yes. it. <laughs> well, it's only because I've practiced. <laughs> It is a little bit of a point of like, oh, I can say that. Yeah, it's so funny. I feel, I feel proud that I can um, say aficionado. <laughs> That's impressive, actually. And and I've learned podcasting that there are a number of words that I cannot say because I will have to stop and start and try three or four times <laughs> to get the word out right. Anyway, all right. We, we have, I think that listeners can probably tell, we have a long... Long. <laughs> what am I trying to say? We have known each other a long time. We've worked together for many years and I probably have walked more trade show miles with Wendy Smedley by my side than anyone else. We used to stay up. These are such fond memories. We used to yes. stay up in our hotel room until one or two or even later in the morning. And we were just because we had seen all these new products and we would brainstorm ideas. And Wendy is the best brainstormer because you she truly understands the meaning of brainstorm which is throw out anything that sounds remotely possible right <laughs> and then see what you can do to make it happen because yes. we seriously came up with some of the funnest features for simple scrapbooks magazine oh, my goodness and that, the that grew out of those hotel yes. rooms and there is something, and I think people really can sense this with probably the social isolation happening. There's something that happens when you're in a shared space and you have a shared experience. Yes. And mm -hmm. Stacey, I remember and you are the first person who introduced me to like fuzzy socks. And we would like have these little survival packages sometimes for like yes. ourselves or people that were with us from Simple because trade shows were exhausting, but so exhilarating. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just thinking about the, like how excited we used to get with like, we would go to the doodle bug booth. Remember that was always a highlight because yes. it was like, they created a whole nother world. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, I still love them so much. Yes. I love, and I love Cynthia Sandoval. Cindy? Yes. You should, I was going to yeah. say like they have, they have a, um, a capability to understand communicating with color like nobody mm-hmm. else I've ever and seen. And they've been so true to their brand the entire time, you know, mm-hmm. as the industry has gone, you know, kind of up and down and through and around and Doodlebug is still here doing their mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. their Doodlebug thing. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Okay. Please. So I, I have so many good questions for you. I, I don't mean to rush you, but I want to move forward because I have questions. Yes, yes. So I want to return back to, you talked a little bit about working at Family Search International mm-hmm. and I, you talked about this live stream. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because it really is, it was a perk from pandemic, but you have owned it, girl. Yes. You have really done some fun things. And then I know you're working on something else really big that I want to hear about. So tell okay, us about okay. Family Search. Um, well, thank you. And the live streaming, I would love for people to join. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook. So just look up family search. Uh, we're also on YouTube and there's some really fun interviews. There's one Stacy showing us around her house. That was like uh-huh. such a highlight. Um, and our whole intent is to connect with people from our home to their home and have conversations around family history and things like sometimes we talk about records and research, but oftentimes we talk about documenting and stories and, mm-hmm. um, and families and activities that you can do to kind of build these bridges of connection. And, and I'm, and I'm going to interrupt already yes. because when you say connecting people home to home, you guys, if you, you haven't experienced right a family search live stream until, and I happen to be the guest and it's kind of a panic feeling because you're like Brazil, South Africa, yes, Czechoslovakia. Get, I'm yes. like, what? Like yes. it's global. Family it's search global. is global. So it was it's <laughs> just jaw-dropping. jaw-dropping. It is. It's it's so in fact, I think we're almost in we're between somewhere in 30 and 40 languages, our our website. Um, so we do get an opportunity co- to connect globally. And that's what's super exciting about this other um other big thing that's happening for mm-hmm. us. Um, so for 10 years, we've hosted what's called Roots Tech. And it's been a, a physical conference. It's at the it's here in Salt Lake City and people in the industry, partners, um, anyone interested in this space comes. We have pre- presentations. We have big keynotes. There's an expo hall and there's all of this like energy and excitement. Well, because of everything that's going on in 2021, this is going to be virtual and free. So yes, anyone and everyone is welcome to join. And because there is so much of a bigger opportunity, um, I was invited to participate in what's called a getting started track. And there's one called photos and stories. So of (gasps) course, that is such an opportunity. And so you guys, it's like the scrapbookers are you reuniting in for Roots Tech. So, and Stacy, you're a part of that, right? I'm a part. Yes. Okay. So, okay. First of all, Roots Tech, I just want to back up for one second because mm-hmm. people don't get it. <gasps> Most of the time don't get it. Like this is such a huge conference. Like the first time I walked into the, I don't know, the, the main hall where the keynote speakers are, you guys, there's seven screens. It's there are thousands huge. of chairs and we're talking keynotes by like, I don't know. Help me out. The property, property brothers. brothers. Yes. You yeah, know, cake, cake boss. boss. <laughs> Goodwin. David. Yes. Um, and we have who was, like, who was the guy Mark, that photographed the, the presidents? He was so fascinating. Oh my gosh. I can't remember him, but we had Brandon Stanton who does. Yes. Up in New York. Yes. Um, 
just like so many people in that space of understanding our past and connection. And they all speak to family. That's what's so amazing mm-hmm. is I've watched so many of these keynotes and it doesn't matter what these people are known for, but they stand up and they talk about connection and family and strength that you draw from, mm-hmm. from that. And it's so, talk about transformative. Roots Tech is truly amazing. So anyway, now, so now you're taking it online. It's online and it's going to be very, very exciting for so many reasons. Um, One of the reasons is because it's accessible to everybody. It's going to be in multiple languages. Um, We're having a lot of the language content come from what we would call area. So people who might speak Spanish in Latin America, they're helping with the content. Um, but in yeah. the photos and stories beginner track, we've got Stacy, Ali <gasps> Edwards is joining. Um, Tracy Clark is um, joining. We have this fantastic um, teacher. His name is Matt Paxton. And he was one of the hosts of Hoarders and he's host of a show on PBS called The Legacy List. Um, we have Angie Lucas, who many of you will recognize from big yes. picture classes. And so we'll be talking journaling, story, celebrations, as Stacy is going to ha- talk about, talking <laughs> about like multi-generational kind of memory keeping. And it's going to be very um, inspiring, I think. And it's going to be intimate yeah. because it's not a big stage. There's not right. a classroom. It's going to, you're going to be filming it from your home and other people right. will be watching it in their home. So we extend a warm invitation to everybody. And if you want to come and learn about how to do, get, you know, started with your family tree on family search, we have you covered. We have so yeah. many classes for that. We have classes that go more in depth and we have ones that are a little more accessible. So there'll be a huge variety. Well, and you and I were talking last week when you extended this invitation to me and you were talking about how you, you have been in hours long meetings with engineers. Like you, she showed she, you guys, she showed me this map of like how this online event is, you know, and you really have created educational tracks regardless of who you are and what you know and what your experience has been. They are going to guide you through this online experience. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's all mapped out. It's kind of mind boggling. When mm-hmm. I can't believe it. And it's free. It's and just, totally free. Okay, you told me last week how many people had already registered. So how many people now this week? I think it's I think it's I think it's still about the same. I think we're at like 150 or 160,000, but we're at like 175 countries. Um That's crazy. And, and there's some key so if you want to stay like sign up, it's just free rootstech.org. And then they have on their social media channels, they're announcing some of the different keynotes because there's going to be a main stage experience. There's going to be videos or classes on demand, which is what Stacy and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's something you're interested in seeing or learning, you've got until the end of December, you can, you know, jump on our Instagram account and send us a message. Or, I mean, I don't know if I should give out my email, but you can ask Stacy to get me the info, but we would <laughs> That's love right. to. We'd love to meet the needs of people who are coming for the first time. And we would love to welcome all of our memory keeping and scrapbooking and storytelling friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, I mean, I'm super, super nervous and excited. Oh, and and I just a sneak peek and it's going to be so good. Oh, gosh. I hope so. It is. Cross your fingers. (laughs) You are elevating. Uh, You're elevating everything. And and people are just really uh, excited. 
so excited. Well, and I truly am excited. You know, it does feel like a little bit of a a mini reunion with Allie there and Tracy and and others that I know you're still wanting to extend some invitations. So I think it's a really great time. Like Wendy said, if you have done some scrapbooking, some storytelling, memory keeping, this is your perfect opportunity, right? To walk Mm -hmm. across that bridge into more of a family or family history focus because it really does broaden what you're doing and makes it deeper and richer and more exciting and oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And, so anyway. and we will have, um, there will be people there that can help you. Like we'll have chats with like experts who can help you get started. Um, there's lots and lots of opportunities for people to really, um, you know, find way. I mean, we want to welcome you. Like we really yes. want to welcome you because you'd be surprised, especially if you live in North America, Canada, um, the UK, any of those places, we probably have records for some of your ancestors. And it's really oh, fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, this is, I knew this was going to happen. Like just because I literally love you so much. It's so fun to talk to you, but I, we have to transition now because when we were talking last week, you just like dropped this like wisdom on me, (laughs) like shared this experience and this metaphor. And I'm like, girl, we are doing a podcast episode about this. So I want you to take us with you out your condo and on a walk downtown Salt Lake City, and just introduce my listeners to what you shared. And then we're going to talk about it. Okay. And I, <laughs> this is so fun. So the, those that are still with us, um, like I mentioned, I live downtown. And what's really interesting about Salt Lake City right now is there are so many cranes, like construction cranes. There's up at one point, there was 14. There might even be more. There's a ton of construction we have construction um, on Temple Square, which will be lasting up to it's three more years. We right. have huge, big office buildings going in. The Salt Palace, is, is, which is our convention center, has a huge hotel. So there are all of these cranes. And I keep continually being drawn to them. And to hmm. the point of where I like, I like looked up cranes because I thought there was something interesting about the way that they're able to scale so high. Right. Uh, and so Stacy, this is what I found to be interesting about tower cranes, which are the ones that go really high, is okay. if you look at them, um, you'll see that as they go straight up and then they have, I don't even know what it's called, but that part that goes kind of parallel to the street, if you will, yeah. on the short end, there is um, concrete blocks that are weighting it down. So in order for the crane to extend high and far, it needs to be offset by this heavy, heavy, heavy weight. And the higher it goes, the more weight that is needed. And that felt like a metaphor for my life. And the opportunities I've had, especially within the last four to five years to go through some really hard hard challenges. Mm-hmm. If I am a tower crane and I have perspective and breadth mm. that I never expected, and I'm anchored by sort of overcoming these hardships and they're a part of me. They're yeah. totally a part of me. They, they are there. Um, and I can learn from them. I can use them to sort of share, connect and understand with people, but it's as if, I would never have the capability without the struggles. 
and that, <sighs> <laughs> right? Like you feel like there's a reason for all of this. And you're it's like, so, I, I mean, power crane. <laughs> I think I, it's so profound because it's so visual. Everyone mm-hmm. has seen this before. Mm-hmm. And as I've, you know, been thinking just over the last couple of days in anticipation of this conversation, you, you are such an uplift. I mean, you are so full of light and joy and you, you make every single person you talk to feel confident and, you know, and, and welcome. And then I just realized you, you do, you have, I mean, we all have hard things and this is certainly relative right now across the globe because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it, you're carrying this weight. Mm -hmm. It's you, it's this weight that you are, that's enabling you, like you said, to go Mm -hmm. higher and to reach farther. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so fascinating. And it's, it like gives purpose to the hardship. And, um, and you know, I, I talked to you about this and I, I, that's something I want to like post on my personal Instagram account because I found, um, you know, as that's kind of one place where I, I, I used to kind of document and storytell because I think what we see, and I know, I know if people like my colleagues or people tuning into the live streams, what uh-huh. they see is like radiant, energetic, kind, right. excited. But here's an example. I um, was f- um, recording like an internal messaging video for family search employees. You know, there's like okay. a thousand or so. And um, the video was all about connecting virtually because I was trying to give people tips. You know, we have a large amount of engineers who are lovely and brilliant and geniuses, but sometimes they need to be reminded, <laughs> like, turn on your video when you're talking to somebody, right? Yes. yes. And what had happened right before that, you know, I'd had a, a hard conversation and had, you know, it was just. Whew, heavy and hard. And then half yeah. an hour later, I'm smiling in my pink room with my cute lights and I'm inviting yeah. people to connect. So yeah. I like to bring visibility to what you see people doing isn't, isn't just a result of, of like meadows and roses and wildflowers. Right. It's right. a result of overcoming and, and, and also yes. just being able to carry the burdens that we carry. Yes. And, and I think, like, you know, like for me, I went through a divorce a couple of years ago, never expected that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was even hard for me to talk about. And, um, you know, that's a big, that's a big change, a big loss. And now mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of my concrete slabs that mm-hmm. allow me to have this, you know, this like um, perspective. It doesn't go away. Right. We, you know, we have these hard things and like, I know I have friends who are dealing with, um, you know, medical diagnoses and there's, there's, we all have something, but Mm -hmm. somehow when you, when you're able to like, keep it into perspective, it reminds you that it gives you a way to see farther and and extend, you know, when you can extend some outreach. So If you want it, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. no I mean, and, and, and it, it steadies you in some, in some yes. ways, right? Carrying that heavy load steadies you and gives you perspective. And I'm thinking right now of the, is it Khalil Gibran? I'm going to have to look oh, up this home, right? Yes. But he talks about, you yes. know, the deeper your sorrow, the more expansive your joy. And those are not the words he uses, but, you yes. know, I mean, 
it is a true principle, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we and yet we we think, oh, but I want everything to be perfect all the time. Right. I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want my food not to be burnt. I want it to t- you know taste. Good. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to get along. I want everybody to do like, and that's not how you create joy. Right. Mm-hmm. That is not how it it's created. It's created in opposition. Yes. And, um, Ooh, and I yes. just went – anyway, since you talked to me last week, I really truly am in love with this metaphor. It has helped me so much. So that's why I wanted to, to pass it on. So I kind of cut you off. Is there other things you wanted to share about that? And, well, and maybe even talk specifically about how, you know, how you, how you have learned to balance the, the heavy – when you have so many demands on you for, for like you said, creating the connection. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate the operationalizing question because I think it's one thing to say, you know, arise above it, right? Um, for me, right. the tactical or the operational things that have helped, you know, I'm a huge advocate, of course, for any sort of mental health services that are in within, Mm -hmm. you know, having objective expert people that can help you kind of navigate some of the trickier things. But Mm -hmm. I believe there's a lot of power in um, documenting, which is something this group already does, because it allows you to appreciate and recognize beauty. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Journaling is very cathartic and giving yourself a safe space. And I do a lot of audio journaling because surprise, Mm. surprise, I'm very verbal. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'll just use the voice memo on my phone and I'll have a conversation with myself. And sometimes I'll list like when I was going through my divorce and it was, I kept it very quiet for a lot of different reasons. um, There was a walk up by my house and I would put my headphones in and I would take like walk one mile and I would talk. And then I would walk home and then I would listen. So for me, I think for anyone who's kind of in the middle of this tumultuous situation, figure out what is the best way for you to process. And then there's lots of practices out there that might be religious, it might be spiritual, it might be secular that allow you to have sort of perspective on what really matters. And Mm -hmm. um, when you're in the middle, and here's a really, really good one. I've read all the books about all the things, not really. But um, one of my favorite, or I should say heroes, is um, Martin Segelman, and he is the father of positive psychology. psychology. And there's a really (laughs) simple thing that he discovered um, and tested, and it's this, it's called the three Ps. And this is something that can help you if you, you, you don't want to stunt your recovery. So the, these are the three things not to do. So personalization, sometimes we believe that it's our fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, pervasiveness, we sometimes believe that this thing we're experiencing is going to take over every aspect of our life. And then right. permanence is when we think it's going to last forever. So when you're in this like really tumultuous thing, breath work and the three P's. And it's like, and I remember right at the beginnings of the divorce, just thinking like just the the physical devastation that came over me thinking about it and having this sort of tactical, actionable nugget. And there's so many of those types of things out there. Yeah. Um, But I think, I think, you know, seeking what, what, however you do that, if it's through prayer, meditation, conversation, People will be put in your path and and learning yeah. will be put in your path and be open to that. Um, and I think mm-hmm. like self-compassion and empathy and curiosity, all of those are important. Um, mm-hmm. 
but you will find your teachers and then you will have an opportunity to be a teacher and mm -hmm. kind of return, return that. And so there will be people that will be there to kind of, sh you know, shine a light and, and help you. And, um, and I think, I think everyone, I mean, we're all dealing with a lot of, of heaviness and hard things and giving yourself grace to kind of experience and know it won't last forever. It's not your fault. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to mm -hmm. impact every part of your life. Even just practicing that I right. think is powerful. Mm. Incredibly powerful. <laughs> I, mean, I could keep going, but like that, that's a good one. Um, and then I think another thing that's been really important for me is, you know, in the world that we live in with the divisiveness is just thinking about the commonalities instead of, mm -hmm. instead of the differences. Yep. And I've really had an opportunity. My, my kids are all in their twenties and it's been a hard, you know, there's been lots of losses for them with education opportunities or jobs or, you know, social life and mm -hmm. fear around certain political leanings where they feel like, um, sort of forgotten. And so marginalized. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, yes, yes, that's exactly right, Stacey. And one thing that we never want to do is we want to avoid is sort of the us versus them mentality. Right. And, and so I try really, really hard to think about people as individuals and one of your heroes, Mr. Rogers, Yes. You know, teaches us that you, when you, when you learn someone's story, it, you, you mm -hmm. learn to love them. And so mm -hmm. who better equipped to sort of be gentle, gentle, kind warriors in the world, mm -hmm. scrapbookers and memory mm -hmm. keepers, mm -hmm. right? Because we, I have to just tell you a funny story right now. At least yeah. I think it's funny. We'll see if, you know, <laughs> maybe I should have thought about this ahead of time, but I recently, you know, and after nail salons being closed for so long, I went back to get my nails done. It's something I've done for all of these years. I was just, I'm kind of like you. I'm an extrovert. I like to talk to people, yes. probably make them uncomfortable. But I sat down next to this woman. Well, there's one chair between us because now we social distance. But when I walked in, I, this is my thought and I'm just going to be vulnerable and honest. I thought, oh, I don't really want to talk to her <laughs> because of how she looked. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I thought she's not like me. And then as I rounded the desk kind of to go sit in the chair where I was going to sit, I noticed she had long, probably an inch long. So she was having an inch like nails put on that curved down wow. and they were bright purple and they were painting silver, like almost like peacock feathers on each nail. Mm. Okay. She's an older woman. She just looked very different. And I just thought, that's impractical. I mean, my, you know, my, my, that judgment, and I think we all mm -hmm. have it. So I'm just going to talk about mine for a second. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Started listing all the reasons that she and I were different. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, but yeah. I caught myself, I caught myself and I sat down and I was like, Hey, isn't it good to be back getting our nails done? And she's like, yeah. And literally within probably 10 minutes, we're having this heart to heart mm. conversation and I wanted to hug her when I left. I said, I'm not supposed to hug you. So we gave each other the elbow, but oh, we just talked you. as women. You know what I mean? As, as first commonality. And I was just like, you, I'm like, sister, see you later, sister. Like, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what she thought of me, but everything I thought of her melted away as soon as she started talking mm -hmm. and telling her story. Mm -hmm. Yes. So 
Yes. And can we be, can we be these evangelists that are out there doing this right. building instead of tearing down? And, right. and I'm not taking away from the hardship and the injustices and all of these things that exist. That isn't, that isn't the intent, but I think, you know, how can we connect with people instead of yeah. disconnect and right, who right. wins when we're disconnected? And it it's hard for me. I live in a location where a lot of my, a lot of things I'm, a, I'm, I'm a minority. I'm a, you know, in, 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 mm -hmm. in a lot of things about my life. And so it can get exhausting sometimes, but, you know, I think of the, the, the concrete and I think of the crane and then you have to like, take care of yourself too. Like, this is something that I think is really important and whatever that mm -hmm. looks like for you, it could be creating, it could be conversing, you know, what does that look like and how can you be gentle with mm -hmm. yourself? I think that's so important. And Stacy, don't you think like in our thirties and forties, we were like on this, like we were, we wanted to contribute to the world in a way that was significant and impactful mm -hmm. and inspirational. And I think I want to contribute to myself in a way mm -hmm. that is kind and gentle and loving. So I can share with mm -hmm. others, but it's like yes. a lot of giving back to myself, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Which yeah. I, I, let's give ourselves, let me use one of your tricks. Let's give ourselves permission to do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my friend. Oh, yes. yes. I permission. Yes. Permission granted. Permission granted. First of all, to take care of yourself. Yes. yes. To extend grace as your day. That is, that's a little phrase in a song, a hymn. And I love it. Grace as your day, whatever you need today, allow yourself to, to need it and, and just be accepting of yourself because until you do, you cannot rise above whatever it is. And then mm -hmm. I just want to share one last thing. And then I got to ask you my closing questions because it's so fun to talk to you. But Okay. So, but cause I think just, I've, again, since, you know, talking to you a week ago, I just have thought over and over again about mm -hmm. this metaphor. And I thought, what happens to that crane? Picture that crane, everyone in your mind. Mm -hmm. And what happens if someone severs that string and that weight falls? Because we mm -hmm. think that's what we want. Mm -hmm. We think that we want that. We want to mm -hmm. not have to carry this anymore. And there, like you've said, so mm -hmm. many different ways that we can process it and gain strength from it. But if, if that weight goes away, immediately that crane falls. Mm-hmm crashes right and it yes. becomes incapable of doing yes. the very thing it was created to do yes. so stop wanting the heavy to go away and start taking care of yourself mm -hmm. right? and just uh you know realizing that every experience we have in life is to grow us you know every challenge is to give us you know the stepping stones to whatever comes next mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. oh i love anyway. that i love how you talked about um, we want the weight to go away, but then we can't lift and we can't see. So yeah. I think that is genius. Good. good I'm going to call this, I'm going to call this heavy lifting yes, with Wendy because that's, that's what it is. That's what you're doing. That's what you've been doing. And that's what we all do. And I just mm -hmm. ah, love you for being willing to come on and talk about that. Thank um, you. Thanks for the uh, invitation. And I hope that people join us at Rootstack. Come on. It's going to be so Oh, for fun. sure. Oh, for sure. We're going to just keep talking about it. And you can't go yet because I have two questions for yeah, you. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> you get to tell us about first a person, place, or thing that you're particularly focused on right now. Um. Okay. I would say a place of curiosity. Um, and it isn't like what, what that looks like for me is different. There's a Canyon, um, city Creek Canyon in memory Grove, which is really close by. And okay. so oftentimes now that it's getting colder, I won't do that as much, but I just would go on a walk and, and want to be in a place where 
my thoughts were quiet, but I could just kind of be curious about things, the sounds of things, the people there, the conversations, the birds. And then another mm. thing that I do is I live in an old historic neighborhood. And so walking around in places where the homes are all different and some are new, some are, most of them are old and thinking about the stories of the people that lived there. And, mm. and, and so this curiosity for me is a, it's a very wonderful place to go because it, it gets me, it's kind of like a gratitude practice, right? Mm -hmm. yep. It puts you out of your head. And so mm -hmm. I would say a place that brings curiosity or, or facilitates curiosity. <laughs> I love that. That's so ingenious. That's so like you to answer that question in that way. I love it. So good. Oh. Okay. Okay. And then last question for today, and we are going to just do this more often. Yes, me please. and you on this podcast. Just yes. say it out loud so everyone can hear. You're coming back. Yes, <laughs> you're so to. good. Okay, last question. Right now, Wendy Smedley, say I have exactly enough time for and fill in the blank. Okay, I have exactly enough time for uh, discovering. And right now, poetry mm. is something I'm discovering. And I would say I have exactly enough time for poetry. And... <gasps> I, I, can I tell about um, yes. a poetry podcast? It's called yes. Poetry Unbound, and it's by the On Being Project, and it is like 15 minutes sometimes, and it's this poet, who, and he has an Irish accent, and he reads a poem and then discusses it. So I find that for me, this place of newness and curiosity, what takes me out of the heavy concrete slabs uh -huh. and gives me this perspective, it's, it's really poetry and words. So I invite everyone, if that's something they're interested in, to explore that themselves. Wow. I will put all of those links in the show notes, girlfriend. I adore you. Always have, always will. Because of exactly, I know everyone listening knows why I adore Wendy Smedley now. It's so completely and abundantly obvious. So, oh, thank, thank you, my you. friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You are fantastic. Pleasure. Okay. Talk thank soon. You. Bye. That is some serious goodness right there. Yes? So listen, I have not added this many links to show notes in a good long while. Because, as I knew she would, Wendy has so much to share. So please promise me you will go to stacyjulian.com. You'll click through to episode 98 and you'll experience more of what Wendy has to share and, and what she shared. And I'm just going to leave it at that except to say that we can do hard and heavy things. We can not only survive difficulty we can learn to thrive in the midst of it and that is what wendy does okay you guys thank you for listening thank you for being a part of the community that gathers around this podcast it is such a privilege for me to be here with you have a fantastic week and come back next thursday for another episode of exactly enough time 